Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part two in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. And so let's stand together and read the passage for this morning. Exodus chapter 20, we're going to start at verse 12. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that is your neighbor's. Now when all the people saw the thunder and the flashes of lightning and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking, the people were afraid and trembled and they stood far off and said to Moses, you speak to us and we listen, but do not let God speak to us lest we die. Moses said to the people, do not fear for God has come to test you that the fear of him may be before you and that you may not sin. The people stood far off while Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. So here's the big idea, or what I think the big idea is. What I'm proposing is the big idea of this passage, that God's rules are aimed at our joy and our flourishing. That God's rules are aimed at your joy, my joy, and our flourishing. That God is here to bless us, not to bind us up. That God's rules are aimed at our blessing, not at our punishment. That God is after our flourishing, not our suffering. That God is inviting us into the life of the Trinity. God has always existed as Father, Spirit, and Son, never alone, never without, never lacking, always overflowing, always enough, That's why God's not a narcissist. God knows how to give love because God has always existed relationally. And we are made in God's image, meaning we are needing to be relationally whole. That's what you and I, that's one of our deepest needs is to feel loved and safe and that we belong because we are made in God's relational image. We crave that. God made us to welcome us into his perfect relationship as Father, Spirit, Son, so that we could practice and participate in perfect love. So the big idea of today is God's rules are aimed at your joy. God's rules are actually aimed at your flourishing. And so there's three things I want to notice this morning, and the first of them is just reflecting on the world that we live in, a world without rules, a world without moral rules. In terms of relationships, right, anybody who examines our world for any amount of time will notice that things aren't as they should be. Um, Recently, I recently logged back into Twitter. You know, have you heard of Twitter? I know it's not old, but I've been on a seven to 10 year hiatus and um, I, I decided to log back in. I don't know why. I shouldn't have. Um, I'm not kidding. After 15 minutes of hanging out on Twitter, I was, I, was, I was not surprised by how anxious people are nowadays because it felt like this 
overwhelming flood of negativity. Just, I was overwhelmed by it. I probably shouldn't have been, but I was most shocked by the level of conspiracy and contempt that people are showing towards each other. Like it, it, I literally had, when I stepped away, I felt heavy. People would never talk to like this if they were like face to face with each other, right? And, and what's so interesting is you would think that like freedom would lead to freedom. We talk about freedom all the time. And if you think about the definition of freedom, right? The absence of coercion, the absence of constraint, we're able to make choices. But our culture defines freedom as kind of this radical autonomy. We all create truth for ourselves. No one is accountable to anyone. And this is said to create some sense of love and sense of freedom. And that's what we're told. But it seems like it's actually fostering a deep sense of suspicion and distrust towards one another. We live in a society that's trying to, trying to create culture without rules. But in the end, what that does is we all think that we're right and we only listen to people just like us. We, we can cater all of our information to people that are just like us. And we question and we blame and we, we show suspicion to anyone outside of our current group. I mean, I think about it even internally, right? There's many denominations of churches. I mean, I can't name them all. I studied theology. I don't know. I mean, there's so many denominations of churches, right? And listen, I don't believe that all of them are like sociopathic, nasty people. Like all of these churches, I don't think all of them are just trying to manipulate people into believing a lie. I think most people are trying to do their best to help others. And yet, so many of us in our little camps, like we think we're right and other people are wrong. And oftentimes, even within the church, you just see like people lobbing grenades at each other. And we're so focused on who's right and who's wrong. And don't get me wrong, being right, I mean, surely is important on one level, but it's so fascinating how we talk to each other nowadays. It's a fascinating hypocrisy that takes place. And again, I'm not saying truth doesn't exist, but at times I'm afraid that we've become more interested in being right than being like Jesus. Because Jesus, he hung out with people different than him. Jesus was, was so generous with his time and with his resources and with, with what, like he spent time with all different kinds of people. He showed immense amount of grace. He displayed meekness in the face of power. He sacrificed for the betterment of his enemies. Jesus was radical in all of these ways. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part three in our conversation. We'll see you then.